citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Justin. And I'm Jenny. And this week, we are talking about the 2021 film, Off Season. Before we get started, let's hear from our sponsors. All right, this week's movie, Off Season, 2021 horror film. I don't know if it was, like, exactly a horror film. It wasn't... I don't think it was particularly scary, but it gave me ghost story vibes throughout the entire thing. Okay. So I thought if I was eight years old, I would have been scared of this film. Yeah. It was more creepy than anything else. But I got to tell you, it it was probably one of the most beautifully filmed movies that I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah. I thought the cinematography was fantastic in this film, but it wasn't scary. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It wasn't particularly scary. There were a few moments where I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But uh, scary, I don't I don't really think so. I don't know what time period this movie set in. I'm guessing the 90s, right? Based off of no cell phones, the car he was driving, and when they were in like the lawyer's office, all the old computer monitors in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's usually technology that kind of kicks off, kicks off like or clues you in as to like when the time. There's no cell phones. Right. Um, I couldn't figure it out either. I really couldn't even figure out the location. The only thing is like palm trees. And I was like, is that a coastal thing? Like all the way up to the, you know, I don't know how far palm trees go. Carolinas, Virginia. Well, they said that they lived in New York mm-hmm. and it took them two days in a car to get there. Right. Right. So I'm guessing, you know, southeast, you know, Florida, possibly. Yeah. Something I really liked about this movie was the chapter format. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of made it feel more like a ghost story to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost watching, uh, you know, essentially a book. I mean, it's chapter f- format and there's a, you know, epilogue in the end. Right. Um, so it like I think maybe that's why I really got those like – Oh, this is like someone sitting here reading me a ghost story, you mm. know, while I'm laying in my bed, hiding under the covers. I mean, OK, so I thought that it was pretty strong with the dialogue. Um, the movie was great in the beginning. And then as we got into the more scarier practical effects part of the film, which is towards the end, to me, it felt like it was lacking in a lot of ways. And then... And then I was like, is, what exactly is happening in this story? It was a little bit foggy, but then, um, I mean, I tried to appreciate it for what it was. Yeah. As, as the movie wrapped up, I was like, okay, it wasn't terrible, but it was, it wasn't a, I would not have called it a strong horror film, but I don't know if that was the intent of this film because it was more like storytelling, if anything else. All right. So when she goes into fog, is that when she sees ghosts? Because like at the beginning, I thought that's when like the ghosts would come. Mm-hmm. But then I want to say later on in the film, there was no fog and there were still ghosts. But it was a very foggy movie. Okay. I, I thought the fog machine was broken the whole time because I was like, this is ex- an excessive amount of fog. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I guess you're right. There was... I, there was a the ghosts showed up 
in the fog, and it was hard to tell what the figures were in the beginning. And even at the very last scene with George, it was almost like there were in a bubble of fog. And I don't yeah. know if it was just the way the light was hitting him. But then when he died, the fog cleared away. And then another chunk of fog rolled back in and... And I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if the fog was related to something in the film. See, that's the weird thing about it is that they're not really ghosts, right? They're right. more like dormant humans that live, you know, a long time or forever. But then it also didn't make sense how they would all show up and then disappear. You know, mm-hmm. so not not really sure what was going on with that. And the scare factor for me when. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if there's just an art to kind of scaring people and with horror films or not, but they had the they got the sounds right, you know, with the um, the whooshing, the music and stuff like that. But they were in the background. It was a little bit like, oh, my gosh, something's going to happen. But then Marie, the main character, she just runs away. And then when she finds like, you know, on that the scene where the beginning scene where they're find, trying to find the uh, grave uh, the graveyard um, supervisor. <laughs> he, she finds George, and then it's almost like, oh yeah, nothing happened. There weren't creepy people in the woods, you know. Like it was just kind of like she just rolled it off her back, like no big deal. Like that there were these people that were just standing around in the fog. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think George and her didn't have like a good relationship, anyways. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I think they were like maybe divorced or had broken up or something like that because they mentioned selling a house and all that. Um, they used to be something, and then yeah, they, they, they used they're to be not. Something. Yeah, they're picking their pieces up, type of thing. When they went into that bar, I was like, "These are some salty old sea dogs in here." <laughs> Have you ever been to a place that you walk in and everything stops, and people are just like looking at you, like uh, no, like never. you're an alien? Never have in my life. Have you? Yeah, I actually have. It was uh, okay. Long story short, it was my senior. Uh, senior trip, you know, went to high school in Hawaii and all of us are Asian kids. And uh, we went, I went to a private school. So it was only like, I don't know, 11 of us. We went to um, Washington state. So when we walked into this restaurant, I think every, every, everything stopped and everybody was looking at us. But I think it was just because it's obvious that we're just this gr- large group of like Asian kids. And uh, it stopped it stopped the, the it stopped time. <laughs> yeah, well, like how many of you were there? It was like eleven. It's probably because like eleven people just walked into the <laughs> restaurant and they're like, "What?" The? Yeah, I don't know. They kind of hit on a horror movie rule in this movie for me when the main character was like, "Oh, I have a really bad feeling about this." You know, my my mother warned me about this place. We should have never came back. Mm-hmm. That's your sign to like leave immediately. You know, <laughs> like don't don't stick around. Don't be like, "Oh, I gotta fix her headstone." First off, when they're like someone desecra- desecrated her grave, but they just like broke her headstone i'm like that's like that's not that big of a deal like yeah it's shitty or whatever but that's not like oh yeah i'm gonna go to a place that my mother warned me about to you know get fixed yeah you know it's it's a piece of rock with words on it just have the the stone guy come out with it yeah just come out and fix it (laughs) i guess but i mean it's out of respect i think that was the whole um idea behind it why she had to go in person and her mom was suffering from some kind of a dementia right so really she didn't really know what was what was real and what wasn't real so i think that that kind of made it where she she was obligated to come out 
and see what was going on. The first hint of creepiness in this movie for me was when she went into the museum and there were fucking mannequins in there. You know how I feel about mannequins in horror movies. I hate them. These mannequins weren't super scary, though, um, because they were, you know, kind of. I think the setting just didn't make them super scary. But then we go on to the actual part that I thought was probably the creepiest moment in the movie. And that's the florist shop Mm -hmm. with Miss Emily. Mm -hmm. Right. That was probably the the probably the only time in the film I actually got creeped out was with her and those white eyes. Yeah, I I don't even know why they included the the um, museum of history scene because it didn't add to the film. She was basically walking around that museum and there was n- there wasn't any kind of a, you know, the the sound effects didn't, weren't any creepier. She was just kind of like in the dark walking around and then she exited mm-hmm. and then she went to the phone booth. Right. Yep. Um, there were some things in this film that I was kind of like, why did they put this in? Like, was there a deeper meaning that I'm just not getting? There was something about Miss Emily's face, though, that kind of creeped me out. Even in the beginning, when she kind of like her brain stopped <laughs> functioning yeah. when they first uh, when they first met, um, and she kind of just like went into like a low battery mode. Yeah, um, that was a little bit like that should have clued her in that something was going on. She has this kind of a weird, I don't know, it's just a weird creepy face, I guess. She does have a very creepy <laughs> face, for sure. But the bluest eyes. Yeah, until, until they're they, white. white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you have trusted the last man out when he is like, hey, come with me? I mean, okay, he had a point, though, because he was like, do you have a choice? Yeah. Okay, at that point, yeah, the first time I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get raped and killed. Um, I'm not visiting you at your house, you know, whenever he invited her the first time. But I don't think she had, she was, I I don't know if those people were, like, coming after her. It was kind kind of vague, like, I don't know if she was, like those people were running after her or just walking after her. Um, and then, yeah, she was kind of like, what the heck, what the heck is she going to do? Yeah. Right. I mean, follow the guy. And then from then on out, like when they went to the house, was that kind of weird to you that he heard that noise and he went upstairs? Yeah. I would just got out of the house uh, yeah. for sure. I would have just been like, Oh, let's go to the boat. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit, I was a little confused with, um, the choices for this this film in, right. in that guy's house. So when she first met the last man out, I was like, he's related to her, but I'm not 100% sure how. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I thought like the last man out is her dad. Yeah, I thought that know? too. But then, it, you know, it's her uncle. When the last man out dies, are those tentacles? <laughs> are they like roots? I thought they were tentacles. At first, I thought there were roots. Yeah. Because they were so thin. And then, but I don't know, because tentacles usually have like suctions to them, like suction cups. Yeah. And so I wasn't really sure. But then when we see the monster from far away, it kind of makes sense that it's more tentacle. Yeah. It almost looked like a, like a garden root gone wild, like yeah. to me in the beginning. I'm going to go with tentacles. Okay. I think they were tentacles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she shot her ex boyfriend, husband, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised that the gun worked on him. 
because like I figured like oh you're gonna like shoot him but he's like immortal or he's a ghost or whatever no yeah. he just went down were you surprised by that I don't did we know at the, at that time in the movie that they were immortal no okay because I still thought they were like possibly ghosts maybe we did know because that's closer to the end yeah so maybe um but you know i i still thought they were you know somewhat ghost related you know creatures so i didn't i didn't know that you could just shoot them <laughs> and it'd be over yeah it was i don't know there were a lot of questions so i don't i don't really that that thought didn't cross my mind yeah what did you think at the end of this movie when her mom kind of dragged her out or brought her or kind of like uh lured her to the beach yeah um I mean, I kind of think it was inevitable, right? I mean, it's her against the whole island, really. Um, I don't know if she... Did she just, like, give up? Is that why she ended up with the white eyes? So, I have a theory about this. I may be totally off. Okay. Right? But the demon kind of gave me, like, a cosmic horror vibe. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a Cthulhu or some other great old one sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it, and... They all said a demon came out of the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. But if there was some sort of, you know, great old god or some sort of, you know, extraterrestrial being or, you know, something that we don't understand, mm -hmm. I think most likely people would either be like it's an angel or a demon, right? So they would just make that correlation without it actually being a demon right. because it didn't really give me any like typical demon vibes because it was like – I harvest, you know, essentially like life energy mm -hmm. from, you know, the tourists that come. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's how he like charges up or something like that. He was massive, you know, tentacles. So that's my theory on what this thing actually was. I don't think it was an actual like demon as people typically think about demons. Mm -hmm. And he didn't necessarily keep the population growing, right? The permanent residents of this island? No. She was kind of a special case, I think. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is that um, kind of when it comes to, you know, that sort of cosmic horror, eldritch kind of stuff, um, sometimes seeing it can like drive you mad or whatever. So I thought like maybe her just seeing that monster at the end was enough to like, you know, to take her over and make her become part of the island. Mm. So I don't know, because she didn't make a deal with the thing. Right. Maybe she just, because her mother had made the deal, now she is like, you know, like has to, because her, her mother escaped from the island. Mm -hmm. So maybe nobody else ever had kids because nobody else ever escaped. So maybe she was like, you know, part of the deal or whatever. Because wasn't, her mom grew up there, right? Yeah. And so the island took her, took the brother. Yeah. And so, but she escaped. So it was almost like a legacy type thing, maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe the island took her because it couldn't have the mother because the mother was dead already. It's like, I'm owed somebody. Oh, so. and that's probably why, like, the, the will and all those, like, um, there was all the, everything basically drew her back to the island. Yeah. It was kind of sad. I, I, I was really sad for the character towards the end, like at the end of the movie. Were you hoping she would like get free? Be free? Yeah, a little bit. Cause she seemed like I, she was a very matter of fact type of a character. And it was, I don't know. I felt like, like the, everything was against her and like, she didn't belong there. It was I don't even has she ha, wait I don't remember has she been there before visited no, she's never, never right so like she doesn't belong there at all um, she's like a city girl 
And now she's like stuck on the island. Yeah. As this forever florist, you know? <laughs> that, so this is kind of like an odd thought that I had. Uh-huh. How long was that bridge? Because I felt like I could see the shoreline on the other side. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, the bridge is up. Why don't you just swim across? Like it's far and it's like stormy or whatever, but it doesn't look that stormy. And you're on an island where like, you know, weird shit is happening. Right. I would just, I would just be like, guess I'm swimming. <laughs> like I'm not a strong swimmer, but I think I could backstroke all that way, <laughs> you know, or like float on my back if I get tired, you know. That wasn't, I know, but that was, uh, I know it's, it's, the, it's plot stuff. It's, <laughs> so it's plot stuff. I get it. You can't just have your character be like, oh, I'll just swim like movies over in 20 minutes. <laughs> Who was your favorite actor in this film? It's the main, the main girl, Marie. She was, she's just such a confident character. I loved all of like everything that she did in this film was was pretty solid and um i liked how she was trying to make sense of the whole all the stories her mom was had told her you know she was kind of like still didn't believe it but then as the story went on she was forced to believe it and and then that big reveal at the end where there was actually the monster was kind of like oh shit yeah you know so i thought i thought it was I thought that without her, this film would have been really crap. So <laughs> I liked her. My favorite actor was the guy that was guarding the bridge. Oh, it yeah. was uh, this actor named Richard Brake. Uh-huh. And I think he just did a fantastic job of kind of having like a haunting presence. And he seemed to be like really sincere in his belief yeah. that he was like, you know, because he was really mad. He's mm-hmm. like, your mother threw this away. I've been, she was handed this. I've been working my entire life to get this, you know? Yeah. And just the way that he stared at her when she was even coming across the bridge, mm-hmm. you know, I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And that, that scene between him and her at the bridge, that was, that was really well done. Did you like her little, little reaction though? Whenever, um, when she's like running across, she's, she's almost feeling like, yeah, she's free. And then she sees him with the little like gut shot, I don't know, sawed off shotgun. Yeah, it looked like a shotgun. Um, on his shoulder. And she just sees, she sees him. And then she kind of throws her hands up and, and then throws it down. Like, come on. You know, <laughs> did you notice that reaction? Yeah, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, it's that like, oh, it's so, that's so human. Like, it's yeah. just like a, come on. Like, <laughs> did you think it was weird that when the, bridge was lowering she was like waiting for it to like completely lower if she started running up i would have been running up that bridge as soon as possible that thing okay i don't know if you've ever been on a bridge like that yeah. it takes forever yeah and so I'm well, kinda... she, she waited like until it was a completely flat i would have yeah. waited until it's like a decent angle that i could start running <laughs> you know yeah but then you get to the end yeah i would so action, action hero jump across <laughs> across the edge and did like a barrel roll, you know <laughs> and then there's a guy there with a shotgun i'm like shit all that was for nothing <laughs> You like jump to the other side and then like you just roll down. <laughs> you just fall into the water. <laughs> Cinematography wise, I liked the scene after the bridge originally got raised up. It gave me real Silent Hill vibes in this movie from her because she was like wandering through the town. There was fog. No one was there. Mm-hmm. She was investigating these buildings. Did you notice that everything was very blue in the color the overall movie was very cool, very blue color. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and except for the scenes when they were using red lights mm-hmm. yeah. to kind of, uh, I don't know if they were trying to emphasize what was happening. Uh, yeah, the guy on the bridge with the red light flashing in the background. Yeah, I thought was, that was really that was smart. Awesome. Yeah. I also like how lanterns look in fog. Mm-hmm. So I really like the, their use of lanterns in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a lot of... Um, like out of focus, like, um, you know, whenever the character, everything is out of focus, but you can, you know exactly what's happening. And then they run into where the focus is set. They did a lot of that. And then they also did a lot of like, um, like, uh, two different, it's almost like two different things happening in one scene. It's almost like a layer. Um, I I forgot what that's called, but um, there's the up close person and Mm -hmm. then there's the person behind the scene. And they did a lot of that. I thought it was like, honestly, I thought it was well thought of. Um, I liked every single scene that they did in this movie. It was very, it was really well done. What do you think of the sound design? The angelic sound, that little um, church church mouth i don't know church sounding um song that kept playing it, it definitely i thought it worked well with the the fogginess and the island the creepiness um i liked i liked that i also liked that one part where they were in the the car trying to get away from the island and that retro song came on the radio and it was uh, like turn around, um, something like look at me, like there's someone there. Like it was just, it was like foretelling what was happening, and it kind of it get, it kept getting louder, and then it got really soft at one point whenever they were about to crash, and and then it just kept playing. But it was kind of like there were two two different things happening. I mean, not two different, but um, you know, them starting to panic, and then that that song just playing. Um, you know, it was, I thought that was really cool. You know, I think I totally missed that. Oh, okay. Just, um, yeah, I would watch it back cause it was probably one of the better, um, moments in this, in this film. I really liked the unintelligible whispers throughout this film. Cause that shit is creepy whenever they throw that in. It's creepy, but I hate it when I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> well, that's what makes it like creepy though. To me is <sighs> like, yeah, you can't understand what they're saying. But there's like, you know, it sounds like, you know, 30, 40 voices all whispering yeah. at once, you know, and it's like, oh, that it, is. Ugh. It, it's kind of schizophrenic. Yeah, because if you feeling. if you heard that like in your house. Yeah. Like that would be terrifying. Uh, yeah, mm, that's for sure. And also the the radios, like I feel like the, the radios turned on sometimes like in the museum and uh, where else? Maybe the florist shop, but that also gave me real Silent Hill vibes uh, because it was like super loud, staticky. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why this movie gave me so many Silent Hill vibes. It just did from like the video games or you know the the movies. I guess was it because it was so foggy? Well, yeah, fog is a huge part of Silent Hill. So. <laughs> yeah. Favorite scene for me, definitely the bridge confrontation at the end. I thought that was really well acted and well shot. And like you said, I love that red light in the background mm-hmm. that is, you know, flashing throughout. Like I mentioned before, that the scene where they were trying to get away in the car. Yeah. Uh, and then their their roads started like disappearing or um, it was getting all confused. I really liked that scene. Um, but I also liked... When she went to the bar for the second time and everybody was like kind of frozen. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. And At she's kind of thought, slowly walking around yeah. it. At first I thought, are they mannequins? 
Yeah. But no, they're just, you know, like frozen because that's what happens to them during that season. Right. Right. And then um, and then they were uh, they did a lot of like, oh, the people were like behind her and then she turns around and then the other people are all behind her. That was kind of creepy. That was. But it wasn't scary, but it was very creepy. Yep. Um, That was that was one of my favorites. Overall, I thought this film was actually pretty slow, but it was short enough and kept my attention. So I never really felt like turning it off or um, felt like it really needs to speed up or anything like that. It, it did keep me kind of like wondering what's going to happen next. It mostly, like I said, felt like a ghost story to me, but, you know, it gave me those, you know, Silent Hill vibes, uh, sort of a little bit of cosmic horror vibe, not too much, uh, but with, you know, the the last man out getting killed by the tentacles and the giant, you know, tentacle monster at the end. Um, it it kind of gave me those, those vibes. Yeah. I think you're right about it being more like a ghost story. It was definitely a little bit too slow for me. I appreciate the story though. I thought it, it, it did. Okay. I did want to know what, like I needed to know what the ending was. So um, it, it's not really a movie that I would probably watch again. Um, but I thought, like I said, I thought it was beautifully filmed. I thought it could have been scary, but maybe that wasn't the intention of this director. Um, it was a very soft, I guess, soft horror. I don't know. If the, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought um, there were some good parts and some kind of lacking parts. But, you know, it's always good to just it's always good to just keep watching films and just seeing. I mean, you're never going to like everything. But yeah, get that fog machine fixed. Thanks for listening this week to Kaiju Carnival. Check us out on Instagram at Kaiju underscore Carnival. And Twitter at Kaiju Carnival. Also, hop on YouTube. Uh, do us a favor. Watch our short films. Leave us comments if you like them. Uh, we're going to start trying to do tutorials for other indie filmmakers out there. Um, you know, they're probably not going to be good, but we're going to throw them out there to show you guys kind of what we're doing. So you can get out there and make your own movies, too. And I would like to recommend The Cleaner. That is one of the short films that I personally directed. And I would really be interested in knowing what you thought about my film. So you can write a comment down below or you can email us at kaijucarnivalconnect at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. See you next week. Matane.